0: Good morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs 25. Proverbs chapter 25. We're going to be in Proverbs 25, verse 26. That's going to be our key verse of the day. So good to see you guys. I'm so glad that you've joined us this morning. Proverbs 25, verse 26. If you missed last week, we actually started just a brand new series called Toxic. Everybody say the word toxic. Toxic, yes, and um, we're looking at toxic influences today, toxic influences. Now, before we get into our verse, into our scripture for the day, I'm just curious, I, I just want to ask you a question. How many of you, uh, you would say you're like Leah and I, and you love to watch movies? How many of you, would you raise your hand and you say, you know, I-, I love to get into a good TV Series like I love to watch just a good movie or a good TV series. How many of you would say, "Yep, that's me, man. Sign me up anytime. Anytime I get a chance to watch a good movie, I love it." So I love all kinds of movies. I love scary movies. I love um, I, I love war movies. Funny movies. Uh, sci-fi and adventure. I love a, a good love romantic comedy. And uh, I, in fact, Lee and I watched um, a movie recently. It's called, I think I have a picture. Have you any of you guys seen this movie, Operation Christmas Drop, it was one of those movies, by the time I was done watching it, it was like an inspirational story, I was so, like, it's one of those movies that, like, you, you're done watching it, and, like, you want to go and change the world, and, like, literally, by the end of the movie, I'm, like, crying, and Leah looks at me, and she's, like, are you crying? And I'm, like, no, honey, I just got something in my eye, you know, and, um, but I, I, I'm that, I'm that guy, I'm sorry, you know, like, if it's a scary movie, you know I have to hold her hand and cuddle up. You know I'm <laughs> the one that jumps and and all of that fun stuff. Uh, but if you're if you're like Leah and I, we at times will start watching a, a series, a TV series, uh, and or even a movie, and you know we're we're watching it, and you know I don't know if it's bec- the nature of. Of the, how they create TV series. I don't know if they're just trying to grab your attention or whatnot. But there are times when we'll be watching it at dr- right off, like the very beginning, and it will be, it'll, they, it will shock you okay like it's like whoa okay I wasn't expecting that like it may be the words that they're using it may be that the, it's a little bit violent a little bit more gory than we can handle it may be the plot but we're like we're getting into something you know maybe we we saw a little preview of it or whatever and so we're 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 getting into it and at the beginning it's a little bit shocking I don't know if that's ever happened to you but then about I don't know. Halfway through the season, two thirds into it, we're like, ah, it's it's all good, you know. We're kind of—I guess the word is desensitized. Say that word with me: desensitized. And so I got to tell you a story, just to just to confess. Um, several years ago, I think Andrew, our oldest son, he's 60 now, but he was two at the time. Lee and I in—we get into this series. It's called Alias, and you know, it was like that. At the beginning, it was about a spy, uh, like, um, I think, yeah, she was a, a double agent spy, and she would travel all over the world, and, but undoubtedly, every episode, someone would get captured, someone would be tortured, and, like, somebody's teeth would be knocked out, somebody's arm would be snapped, and, uh, like, I remember at the very beginning, it was like, oh, man, I just don't know if I can watch this. It's a little bit too much, and, you know, and it's just like those scenes, it's like, you know, the in-your-face, and and, um, but about halfway through the season, I'm like, Andrew, our two-year-old at the time, come, we're gonna watch Alias, Woohoo! Not our best parent move, okay? Don't judge me, I see some of you are already judging me. Um, but here is, here's where, you know, we're talking about toxic influences today, and here's the, the, the deal, sometimes we'll watch something, and I'm just hitting movies right now, but it could be so many other things. There are times when we'll watch something, you watch a movie, and it may be a comedy or whatnot, and it's got like one F-bomb after the next, okay? And again, I'm not judging you, okay? I'm not here to point fingers, but it'll be like, you watch the whole thing, and like, if I, if I, if I was totally on, if you were totally honest with me, okay? And you were, and I was to ask, man, did you realize that that movie had like one F-bomb like every minute of it? You, know, you for most of us, okay, you would we'll we'll go like, oh, I don't, i no, not sure I noticed, right? I'm not, not, not so sure. Um, now, think about it like this. If I said 91 F-bombs today during the message, what would you do? It would shock you a little bit, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, somebody said yes. Yeah, that would be like, whoa, okay, you know, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, for some of you, even if I said one, right? If I if I just mis- mistake, I said something, you know, and it's like, and, and I don't want to even go there. But you'd be like, okay, what's going on in this church, you know? And yet, and yet, <laughs> we, and I'm not I'm not judging you, but we willingly consume content, and our on a regular basis, entertained by things of that nature. And and you know where, you know, do you recognize where the tension lies? Okay. And so we're talking about toxic influences today. So the Bible says this, Proverbs 25, verse 26. Look at it. By the way, if you're following us along, if you're following the whole series, the way we're defining the word toxic is like this. Anything that contains Poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death, okay? So anything that will, that will poison you, that will make you spiritually sick, anything that will draw you away from God, that's what the, the word toxic. That's the definition that, we've, that we have come up with. So listen to what God's Word says. It says this, uh, Proverbs 25, verse 26. If the godly... I believe that you're here today. I believe that you're godly people. If the godly give in to the what, to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. It's a great object lesson that God gives us. Okay, it's 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 a it's a word picture, I guess. Let, let's let's read it one more time. This is a the one verse. Like I would love for you to memorize this verse by the end of our service today. Like, I would love for you to hang on to this and, like, say it enough and read it enough that we, like, it'll stick. So let's read it one more time. Can we read it out loud? Everybody, all of us together, let's read it together. Ready? One, two, three. If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. So here's what you need to know. The enemy will use many different tactics. Like, the enemy uses a lot of different methods to come at you okay it's it's like a child molester okay I've, I, I don't know if you know this but what a child molester will do i've studied this it's called grooming What they'll do is they'll they'll interact with the child before they go in for the kill. They interact with the child enough so that the child's barriers come down. So at first it may be just a simple a simple pat on the back. It may be a simple smile or a a little candy. It may be something you know they let you play with their pet. At first it's innocent. And then the child's barriers begin to come down, and they begin to, like, just kind of slowly begin. It's a side hug. And then then it's a, sometimes it it may be more than a side hug, and it's a front-to-front hug. And then it gets developed into, maybe it turns into a tickle. And before they know it, the child barriers have gone down enough to where they can go in for the kill and they can molest the child. It's called grooming, grooming. And so could it be... That the enemy, that that's one of his tactics. That through all sort of influences and methods, our spiritual enemy is grooming us. And uh, because he doesn't necessarily come to you and offer you a, poise, a gallon of poison, right? Like I had here last week, a bottle of ble- bleach. Like he doesn't, he doesn't come to you and says, okay, here, Alex, you go ahead and drink this. We're too smart for that. So what the enemy will do is he'll get a little bit of the poison and he'll mix it with the good stuff. He'll mix it with the funny movies. He'll mix it with the things that entertain you. So you may ask, okay, what are, specifically, what are you talking about? What kind of toxic influences are you, are, are you talking about? Well, the list is huge. I mean, we could be here the rest and that's not my intent. But it's basically anything that you consume. Anything, a, a lot of times it's the things that you're entertained by. So it could be the movies you watch. I mentioned that. It could be the TV shows. It could be the music you listen to, the internet sites you go to, the video games you play. It could be the books you read, the magazines. It could be the social media that you consume. I mean, it is. It's just so many things, right? The people you hang out. Anything, essentially. What's toxic? What toxic influences are you talking about? I'm talking about anything that you consume. It could be a person. It could be... Does that make sense? So anything that you're entertained by, the enemy will use anything at his disposal to poison you. Now, here's, if I can be super vulnerable with you, this message, it's one of those messages that's a little bit challenging for me, and I'll share with, with you why, okay? So, as your, as your pastor, I don't want to preach a message like this and fall into legalism, because it's so easy to do that, right? And you've seen it, you've heard it, you've seen preachers that, you know, thou shall not do this, and, uh, you know, and you go through seasons you know, where there's this, you know, in Christianity like there's a season where like, yeah, no, dancing is of the, the enemy, and like movie, R-rated movies are no, that's a no-no, and playing cards, that's a no-no, and you can go through, through the seasons of, like you look at Christianity, the movement as a whole, and you can say, well, yeah, I remember when that was an issue, but not, it's not anymore. I remember when that was an issue, but it's not anymore. And so as your pastor, I don't want to end up up preaching a message today that will say, you're not allowed to watch R-rated movies, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed, because I feel like that's the rules and the regulations af- aspect of God's Word that God, God doesn't do for us. Now, on the flip side, the pendulum can swing the other way, and I can be that type of pastor, that type of communicator that's, that's always inspiring you, and then every message is a lovey-dovey, fluff you know, like, it's, you know, just come and be happy. And I'm always like, and I want to be your spiritual cheerleader. But I, the pendulum can swing so far the other way where it's, it's all love. And I never challenge you. And I never get in your face a little bit, spiritually speaking, and say, you know what? That is wrong. And I need you. You need to grow. And, that, and I never look at you and I get in your face and, and step on your toes a little bit and say, you know what? That's not the right. That's not the right way. And so for me, this is one of those messages that like, man, how do I walk the line between being a legalistic kind of guy and being the other kind of guy that's all lovey, all fluff stuff. And so here's my prayer. This is what I've been praying this whole week. I've been praying, God, I pray that your spirit will bring about the change that needs to happen in our people's lives. If there's change that needs to happen, maybe you're living a perfect life, maybe you're like... An excellent Christian, You're, you check all the boxes, and if that's you, man, thumbs up. But for some of us, my, my prayer is this, that God will lead you in such a way that you will take the heart of the message, and you will look back and you say, okay, you know, I know he didn't say that I couldn't do this, but I also know that this thing in my life right now is not beneficial. It's not what's best for me. And it could be that for, for another Christian, it's perfectly fine. Does that make sense? So let's pray, and let's get into the message. Father God, I just ask that your Spirit would move our hearts, God. I pray that nothing I say today would be under a burden of condemnation or legalism, but I pray that your Spirit would convict us, that your Spirit would challenge us, that your Spirit would tell us exactly in what areas of our lives we need to readjust. And so God, we dedicate the next few minutes to you, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, three points, three things that I want you to know about toxic influences. Okay, if you want to take notes, this is one of those that, man, I'm telling you, if you write these simple points, but if you write them down, it's going to help you remember a lot longer. So pull out your phones. I love what Shelley said. You know, pull out your phones. That's okay. And then take, take a few notes. I think it'll help you remember. Number one, three things I want you to know about toxic influences. Here's the first one. A little poison goes a long way. Let's all say it together. Let's say it together. Ready? One, two, three. A little goes a long way. A little bit of poison goes a long way. So I was talking to a friend, a good friend of mine. He came to the house. I was having some issues, and we were just having a conversation, something unrelated to our, our topic today, but he said, you know, like like rat poison. And I, of course, I had the message fresh in my mind. He said, rat poison, most of the content is actually food. Is it actually good stuff. Like, if you look at the content, the actual poison part of it, it's like 0.1% or 1% of it. And so in the same way, you have to understand that a little bit of poison can actually affect your whole body. You can, it can affect you, your, your mind. It can affect your, your family. Just, you don't have to have a ton of it. Just a little bit. Now, let me kind of give you a, a few places to go to as far as Scripture. So 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is a great reference. I mean, the whole book is a fantastic reference. Uh, study on this so the the church at Corinth is dealing with sin they're, fl- they're flirting with sin many of them would overlook you know what was going on in the church and so the apostle Paul writes to them and he says these words now I'm reading from the message translation because it's a little bit easier to understand I always do that but it's it's more of a thought by thought translation but I I, I love it. translate it so Paul is writing to a church that's dealing, you know, sexual immorality and just a bunch of other stuff, okay? And, and he says this to them. And they're not taking sin seriously, okay? So he says, your, your flip and callous arrogance in these things bothers me. I love how he communicates that, how it's translated. Like your attitude, you know, you've kind of gotten used to that, that one sin in your life. You've gotten used to that one thing. You pass it off as a What? small thing. You pass it off as a, like, something that's insignificant. But it's anything but that. Yeast is a small thing, and he gives, us, he gives us an illustration. By the way, yeast in the Bible is a picture of what? Does anybody know? Sin. Sin. So anytime you see that word yeast, is actually a picture. God, what God is saying. Remember last week I had I had an example of the bottle of bleach, bottle of water. What God is doing in, in here is he's, he's putting a word picture in front of you for you to kind of get what He's trying to say. And so Paul says yeast is a small thing, but it works its way through a whole batch of bread dough pretty fast. So you only need a little bit of yeast, and the whole thing it'll 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 Penetrate the whole, it says, the whole batch of bread, though, pretty fast. So, get rid of this yeast, get rid of the little sin. You know, it's insignificant. Nobody's gonna notice, nobody's gonna know. It's just a little something, something that you kind of flirt with in, you know, in life because, you know, it's not really that, it's not gonna harm anyone, right? It's not gonna affect anyone. It says, get rid of it, he says. You think it's small, but get rid of this yeast. Our true identity is flat and plain, not puffed up with the wrong kinds of ingredients. So a little bit of poison pollutes the whole the entire person. Make sense? So let me let me illustrate it like this. It is kind of a gross illustration. Okay, so. Uh, just hanging there, a little bit gross, but I think it's going to, you're going to remember this in the days to come, okay? So a teenage boy, 14-year-old boy comes to his mom. says, Mom, I want to go to the movies with my friends. And, the, you know, he's just being just stereotypical 14-year-old boy. And mom says, okay, you know, begins to interrogate him. What kind of movie? Is it good? Who are you going with? You know, and all, the, you know, just the whole thing. And the mom, and the, the boy's like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an okay movie. It's PG-13. And it's not really that bad. It's got a couple of sex ins and you know, just a few words here and there, but it's not really that bad. It's not that big of a deal. And mom goes, "Okay. You can go." In her mind, she's thinking, "How can I what do I do to to help him understand the significance of what he just said?" Right? And so she says, "I got an idea. I'm going to make him his best brownies." These are like best Like homemade brownies. This kid loved these brownies. I mean, like he loves them. So she begins to gather all the ingredients, okay? And she says, or she thinks, uh, and here's where it gets a little bit gross, okay? But it's all good. You're going to remember, okay? There's a point. We're going somewhere with this. So she gathers all the ingredients, and she grabs a spoon. And she goes to her backyard, and they had a dog, and she finds a fresh pile of Dougie waste, okay? All right? So she grabs a little spoon, and she finds a nice, fresh, it wasn't old. It was like just a couple of hours, and she grabs a little bit of, just a little bit of fresh Dougie doo-doo, all right? And she grabs it, and she mixes it in with the brownies, and she brings this amazing, very moist brownies, (laughs) The son, I made your favorite brownies. And say, thank you, Mom. And she says, but just like your movie, it has just a little bit of poop. Just a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> what? So you get the point, right? A little bit of poison can make the entire person sick. It can affect, and you, it's the enemy, the enemy is going to mask that sin with something else that you're entertained by that you enjoy so so watch what god says he says another passage of scripture um first peter uh chapter one verse 15 through 16 if you want to write that reference down this is what god says he says or god's word says but just as he the he is a lord right just as capital h just as the lord who called you God call you, okay? You need to know that you're a child. If you've, if, you've, if you've received the love of Christ and you believe that he died for you and he rose from the grave, the Bible says that you are his child. And so the Bible says, but just as he is, just as God, who, the Lord, who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it's written, be holy because what? I am Holy. Now, do you know what that word, the original meaning of the word holy is in the Greek? Very simple. It's the opposite of what the word toxic is. It's the opposite of what the word polluted is. It means pure. It means set apart. It means different. So if you as a Christian, and I know I'm stepping on some toes, if you as a believer okay and here's, here's what 's so, so tragic about this movement that we call Christianity that we say we 're Christians, but our lives are no different and so when you look at god 's word, what God says is like, yes, and even when we say no perfect people all what 's up with that because you always say that well that 's not an excuse not to become a better human being and a better Christian, just because I know that I'm screwed up and just because I know that there's sin in my life, that's not an excuse for me to just say, ah, just ignore it. Does that make sense? So look at what the Bible says. Here's another passage. Uh, This is, uh, can we do the next one? Hebrews 12, 14 says this. God says, make every effort, make what? Oh, come on, guys. We can do better than that. Make Effort. There you go. Make every effort to live in in peace with all men and be holy. Watch this. Strong language. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. I don't know about you, but I read those words this week, and that brought a little bit of fear in me. Not like a fear like I'm afraid of God, but a little bit of holy fear like respect for this whole thing that I call Christianity because if you're like me I can get so used to it and it happened last night we we're watching a movie we thought it was going to be a funny movie we thought it was going to be a a good one and man the whole the whole time we're watching is it, like I just don't like this you know now I don't get it right all the time there's times when I'll, I'll just give in you know and if, if you're not careful, you're desensitized a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then all of a sudden you look back and it's like, man, I just, my life is just not the same. I feel weak. I don't have, I, have, I doubt things. I worry more. And, and you feel in the blank, right? Well, what's happening is that the enemy has been adding a little bit of poison here and there. And you're not as spiritually strong anymore. Make every effort to live in peace and to be holy without holiness. No one can see the Lord. So a little bit of poison goes a long way. Number two, just because everyone does it, doesn't mean, does not make it right. Just because everybody else is doing it, doesn't make it right. Now, does that sound like your mom, something your mom would have said? Like, did your mom ever say those words? Just because everybody's doing it. But my friends are good, Mom, I want to go. And said, just because your friend, if your friend jumped off of a bridge, would you jump off of right? Anybody? Right? My mom said it. Did your mom say that? You said There you go. Amen, sister. <laughs> Yeah, like we've heard it before. And in this case, yeah, your mom was right. So there's a great story in the Old Testament where like God's ready to deliver the promised land to the Israelites. All they have to do is believe. They're there. In fact, they're sending 12 spies to kind of investigate, do a little bit of research and figure out what's going on. Of the 10, of the 12, excuse me, 10 come back and they say, the land is beautiful. We know God has promised this land to us. I mean, the fruit, you should see this thing. It is crazy. Like, this is, this is it. This is the place. But they have giants. And they will eat us alive. The land will eat us. They will obliterate us. There's two that say, you know what? The land is beautiful. We can live there. There are giants. But God will deliver them to us. And so the people hear the report And they say, well, the majority has got to be right. Ten people said we can't go into the promised land. I mean, how do we we trust the minority? You you don't trust the minority. That's wrong. And you know that in this case, that wasn't true. Because God was going to deliver them from those giants. And so here's the point. The majority is often wrong. Did you know that? The majority, not always, but the majority is often wrong. And so look at what, look at what the Bible says, Romans 12, verse 12, verse 2, again from the message translation. We looked at this verse last week, but just kind of a different way of translating it. Um, uh, Romans 12, 2. So it says, don't become, here it is, listen to it. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without ever thinking about it, without even thinking about it. So God is saying, yeah, you're, you live in the world, and, I, and I'm, we're not, I'm not pulling you out. There's a plan, there's a purpose for your life here on earth, okay? But don't, don't become so well-adjusted with your culture that you fit in without even thinking about it. Instead, he says, fix your attention on God, and you will be spread out, Readily able to recognize what he wants from you and quickly and and be able to quickly respond to it. So just because everybody else is doing it does not mean that it's pleasing to God and does not mean that it's helpful to you. And the temptation is, the temptation is just to follow the flow. Okay? But there are times when you have to stand up and and you have to. You have to say, you know what, this is not good for me. Everybody, you're sitting at a restaurant, you're celebrating, it could be Christmas, it could be a party, it could be whatever, everybody's drinking. You know, just just a casual drink is nothing, but for you, that may not be the right thing to do. So so does that make sense? Don't overcome so well adjusted with your culture that you're just going to give in every time. God says there are times when you have to know, like, in your heart, is this the right thing for me or is it not? Make sense? Everybody give me a thumbs up. Make sense? Fantastic. So, number one, a little bit of poison goes a long way. Number two, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't make it right. Number three, we'll close with this one. Worship team, you guys can come this way. Uh, Just because I could doesn't mean that I should. So I, I want to be clear. I think I alluded to it at the beginning of the message, but let me just say it again. We have tremendous freedom in Christ. A lot of people do not... Leave- a lot of times, people don't give their life to Christ because they feel like they're going to be put in a box, and that's what religion does. Okay, oh, I have to get fix this about my life. I, I I'm a smoker. I got to get rid of that, and before I or I'm this or You know, no, no, no. God says, "Come to me, just the way you are, and I'll 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 work with you." Okay. When you give your, if you truly understand the heart of Christ, you would know that when you give your life to Him. All that he wants for you is total freedom. He's he wants to set you free. If you would, if you could truly understand that, you know, it would be like, like what a parent wants for their children. Like a parent, you don't want you pr- you want to protect your kids. You know, the boundaries that you set in place are for their good. But you don't, you know, a good parent is not like, Haha, you know, I'm going to set up all these rules to make your life miserable. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like your parent wants the best for your life. They want you to succeed. They want you to get ahead in life. And you put some boundaries in place for your own good. It's for your freedom. It's so you can become a better person. And so, in the same way, when you give your life to Christ, there's total freedom in Him. So let me ask you, could I speed to church today? Could I get in my car? I didn't drive today, but... Let's just say if I would have gotten in my car, could I speed to church, go over the speed limit, like really go over the speed limit and get to church and still love Jesus and still be a Christian? Yeah, of course I can. Should I? Probably not. Should I? <laughs> could could I eat all the junk food that I love? I like pizza rolls. <laughs> and balloon up and never work out, okay? And just kind of let it go and be free. Yes. <laughs> could I do that and still be a Christian? Absolutely. Love Jesus? Yes. Should I? Probably not. And Could I Could I get into massive debt? and buy things that I don't even care to have, you know, with money that I don't have to impress people that I don't like and still be a Jesus follower. Yes. Should I? Probably not. Probably not. And so the Bible says this, and I'll close with this. It says, everything is permissible for me. Everything is everything. Everything. Everything is permissible for me. Not everything is beneficial. Pastor, how do I know, though? Because the challenge is like, how do I know when, when I, it's something in my life that's not good for me? The Bible also gives you the answer to that. It's a different passage. If you want to write it down, you can. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says this. Test everything. Test everything. Let's say it together. Test. Say it with me. Test Say it nice and loud like you mean it. Test. Test everything. Test everything. Test everything. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Bible says what? Hold on to the good. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Test everything. Hold on to the good avoid every kind of evil i'm not going to tell you what movies to watch what songs to listen to or not to listen to that's not my job the holy spirit will he'll tell you exactly today he's going to speak to you and i believe that he's already been speaking to you not just here on sunday mornings but the last few weeks he's been speaking to you you know, and this is just confirmation, right? This is like, oh, okay, God, I get it. <laughs> you're slapping me around a little bit. Oh, okay, yes. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to ask you to stand up. Everybody stand up. Close your eyes. Bow your heads. If you're watching online, if you're driving, you may not be able to do this, but just get the, get the thought behind it. Before we had our service, um, our one of our leaders did this exercise and I thought, this is fantastic and I feel like this is a good thing to do this morning. I want you to just put your hands by your side Now, I just want you to let go for a moment. Let go of the, the stress of life. Let, let go of the kids. Let go of the finances. Let go. I want you to breathe in. Everybody, breathe in. Just take a moment to just not pick it up because that's what I do. I pick it back up. But I want, I want you just to let go. And with eyes closed, with hands bowed, as you're standing there, I want you to grab your hands and your palms and just face them up. And just ask God, Lord, I'm ready to receive whatever comes my way. Whatever you want from me. Not the toxic stuff, but what comes from you, Father. Fill me up. Speak to me right now. Would you hold that position there for three seconds and allow him to speak? God, am I being entertained by sin? It's a good question to ask. Sin sin leads to death. It may feel good. It may look good. It may taste good. But it's rat poison. It will make you sick. It could potentially kill you. Lord, am I pleasing? Is is my life pleasing to you? Are my habits pleasing to you, God? You're not just my buddy. You're not just my friend. You're my holy creator. You're the sustainer of life. You are holy. In fact, your word tells us that you are so holy that I cannot look upon you in your purest essence and still live. That's how holy you are. And so God, here I am. If there's an area of my life that's not pleasing to you, would you show me I'm willing to receive it? Am I being entertained by sin? Is my life pleasing to God? Is there something that's luring me away? Is there something that's luring, that lures me away from Christ? Is there anything that the enemy is doing, like that child molester, that he's doing to groom me, to bring me over to his side? If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like a polluting fountain. It's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. God, help me to live in your ways. Father, I pray that no one walks out under heavy feeling of condemnation or legalism, man-made rules. But God, I pray that we would have a true sense of freedom. That God, we would have a desire to reset our minds by your word. God, that we would interpret things not based, that we would consume things not based on, on, on my standards or the world's standards, but based on your standards, God. Help us to test everything. Help us to hold on to the good. Help us to avoid every kind of evil. For some of you, you're here, and I believe that God has brought you to this place. And for many of you, you're saying... My life is a mess right now. I'm far from God. And I believe that God's drawing you to Him. Would you just receive Him? Would you just pray these words, Heavenly Father, take my life. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I don't need people to tell me that I'm screwed up. I know it. Forgive me. God, I repent. I give my life to You. I turn around. I readjust. I ask You that You would give me the power. Renew my mind with your truth give me new life I pray in Jesus name with heads bowed and eyes closed just want to ask you maybe you pray that prayer there at the end and you ask them to to come into your heart if you pray that prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed would you just simply raise your hand yep I see that hand anyone else I see the hand I see the hand Yeah, lots of hands going up. Amen. Amen. Father, you are so good to us. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's sing this song. Let's give it up for those people that raised their hand, church.